If you would love to create a transformational and successful coaching business, but you don't know where to start or how to make this a full-time career, then my new certification program, Influential Coach, is for you. There is no other four-month live online mastermind like this. I'm going all in, guns blazing on this one with you to skyrocket your coaching career and personal brand online. You will learn the frameworks I personally use for rapid transformational coaching so you can support your clients to achieve their dreams no matter where they are in life. You will also learn how to authentically brand and market yourself as a coach so you can stand out from the rest and build a career of freedom and fulfillment. Spots are limited and this is an application only program. So if you're serious about finally committing to building a successful career in transformational coaching, then head over to imjoelbrown.com slash coach and apply today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Miss Stephanie Z, transformational coach and also supporter of tens of thousands of people. Steph really, really, really loves activating and supporting the gifts that you have within you. And uh, you would want to stay on this episode and listen to this. If you're all about finding out how to deeply connect with yourself, how to be able to overcome burnout, how to be able to activate that power that's in your heart and actually own the courage that's in you too, and to really be able to move through those blocks in your life. All right. So Steph is one of those people I know that is so confident and so on fire for life and it's contagious. So I'm excited for you to learn from Steph today. Steph and I have known each other for many years. Uh, Steph has come to our events. We've worked together many times before, and uh, we're having a conversation recently about burnout, about exhaustion. And I know if you are coming from the Addicted to Success website, we tend to attract a lot of people that are high achievers, perfectionists, uh, people that just love climbing high, high, high mountains with big goals. And so naturally, there's this pressure cooker that we tend to sit in. And so Steph... Yeah, she's so experienced in this space and understands what it's like to be able to burn out from both sides of the candle. So we're going to dive into this today. It's a very niche type conversation, uh, but I'm excited to go into this. So Steph, welcome to the A2S podcast. Oh, I'm very excited to be here. This is juicy. Uh, I'm going to dive straight in here for a second because there's there's something coming through right now. And I yep. want to um, share this because so many high achievers and successful people, I know Joel yourself and I and uh, many other people consider ourselves a high achiever or uh, we've been gone through the perfectionism, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes when we are operating too far one-sided with our energy, we will be given signs to make us wake up. <clears throat> and I wanted to share something that previously I had been operating so much in my business from my masculine energy which was constantly from the mind and the physical physical body. And I was completely ignoring my emotions and my spiritual body and my heart and what that was telling me. And I broke my wrist. And when I started to really look into what that actually meant, I, I really look into how our body speaks to us. I realized that the way that I was operating, I was literally going to kill myself if I kept going that way, like literally. And I know that there are many entrepreneurs out there right now that are listening that are like, I feel like that. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a big thing right now and it's really concerning. That's huge. Yeah, it's huge. I was um, talking with somebody a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about how our body changes based off our attitude. And if you actually took a photo of 
someone each day for 30 days straight, you'd see how much their face changes. You know, it, go, it gets longer, it gets wider. You have droopy eyes, you have dark eyes, you have light eyes. There's all sorts of things that can come from just the way that you're feeling from the inside out. And uh, one of them in particular, she was showing me the difference between your face when you're stressed. It's like a longer face. When you have proper sleep, your face has a white, like your jaw is a bit wider. It's like your, your lower part of your um, face actually stays up more as like a strength in it. And there's, you know, replenishment in your skin and, and in your looks. And um, I noticed this and it's, it's interesting because your body does keep score. And it restricts and contracts in certain areas mm -hmm. in your body. And sometimes people have this like tight left shoulder or a sore right knee or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. It's really, I used to think it was all wishy-washy stuff, but as it went deeper, I realized, <laughs> like, wow, our body is doing this. Your body is your unconscious. Your unconscious is the body. And so the mm -hmm. programs are telling the muscles what to do and how to respond and sending chemicals to us. I mean, look, God created a pretty incredible operating system. When you look <laughs> at the body, right? Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, you are 100% spot on with all of this. And I and I feel like in our, not everywhere, but I do feel like society has very much, you know, like operated from the masculine. And when we mean the masculine, like we, we both have, like male and female have masculine and feminine energy and, and they both serve us. We need both of them. But when we operate too far into one or the other, that's when we become out of alignment. So you know, for myself, speaking as a, a as a female um, entrepreneur, I got caught up listening to a lot of masculine men out there who I absolutely love. Um, and I started following and modeling what they were doing. And I'm like, you know, hustle and force and push and wake up really early, go to bed really late, don't listen to your body, don't listen to your feelings. And it, it was like, oh my goodness, I was like, there's a few pieces to this that I want to link back in with what you shared, Joel. Firstly, I was like, I cannot scale and operate and serve more, more. Like I cannot achieve my mission like this. Like I'm going to kill myself in the process, like literally. Um, but then the other part of it was like, how am I going to call in my, you know, like my, my masculine, my divine counterpart when I'm operating so far over here? Like I'm talking like 90%. I was like, I want to be able to operate from my feminine and from my flow and be creative. And I know we're going to talk about this, but going through that transition was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to go through. And I've been through a lot. Um, and, and a big part of, you know, with what we go through is listening to our body and, and understanding that our feelings are there as an action signal to let us know that something needs to change. They're not there to like, be like, Oh, why am I angry or pissed off right now or frustrated and be like, Oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this. They're there to be like, Hey, like, let's acknowledge it. Like there's something there that it's trying to tell us to maybe course correct. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. I love, uh, love what you drop in there. I'm picking it up and uh, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> and so just for those that are listening right now, let's just characterize the masculine and the feminine, right? I, mm. I'll share the masculine if you'd like. And then if you want to drop in and share what the feminine character uh, traits are, because it's traits as in energy, male and female can embody both. It just tends to be a natural more for a man and a woman uh, when we read these out. Okay. So uh, natural masculine is confidence, inner strength, responsibility, focus, logical support, stability, direction, protection, clarity, boundaries, courage, discipline, capable, certain, and assertive. Okay. So that would be like your general 
down the line, okay, you would class that as like a masculine uh, collection mm. of traits. And what about the feminine? Just so we can feminine, unconditional love, understanding, being nurturing, like tenderness, kindness, intuitive, creative, mm. feeling, you know, stillness, intuitive, flow, radiance, surrendering, like sensitivity, being like emotional, ease, and allowing. Yeah, there you go. There you go, right? And so what I notice is sometimes, especially if we've had a childhood where we haven't had those role models in our life that would typically be a representation of those traits, we sometimes start to lean one-sided, right? Whether we're trying to get acceptance. Like I've met a lot of women that I've coached that end up becoming very, uh, I guess, masculine in their expressiveness because it's what they actually wanted to embody so they could get acceptance from their father, right? Mm -hmm. That's just one example. Then there's another one where women weren't leaning so much into their feminine because they didn't have an example with their own mother because their mother was so in her, their masculine that this person wasn't able to learn from her mother. So she always felt she couldn't fully go there. And then she felt, she said things like, I don't feel like I can connect with other women. Like she was, she was like hanging out with the boys all the time mm. that were more in the masculine because that was familiar with her and it felt unsafe to try and be in the feminine because she didn't understand it. Are you noticing mm. this too? Is this, can you see how this can create like constructs as well? Mm. I, I personally relate to this so much, both sides, because my my when I look at my parents' relationship, they're not together anymore, but my mom was definitely more in the masculine. My dad was more in the feminine, which my dad was more like, go with the flow. It'll all work itself out. And my mom kind of had to step up because my dad was like, I'll go with the flow. And then if we can take it one step further for a second, when we talk about generational lineage, which is why I'm so big on healing trauma and, you know, generational lineage, because it makes sense why they were that way. Because both of my grandparents, and I'm sure many of you can relate to this, like they were in the war. So their, their husbands went off fighting in the war. And obviously the woman had to be at home you know, looking after the family, trying to provide, and she had to kind of step into that masculinity. And then it obviously fed down. And, you know, I'm grateful now that I've been going through this so that when I bring my children into the world, they will be able to understand what it means to be in your natural natural masculine and natural feminine, which we, we need both, right? It's the yin and the yang. Um, we can't have one without the other. Like, otherwise, we're only accessing like 50% of ourselves. So it's I think the tricky part for a lot of us is, is being able to like balance out the two and being able to like integrate and embody, which is what I've personally just re recently been through. Um, Cause I feel like in business, um, you know, it makes sense, but in business, you know, what we've been taught a lot, if you go back through history is predominantly more the masculine, it's operating more out of the masculine. It's, it's not so much listening to your feelings and surrendering and, and allowing and it's not like you sit back and kumbaya all day and meditate and pray and just expect everything to just come to you right like there is an element of you needing to take the action but it's like when you get yourself into that place of such a high frequency and high vibration and inner stillness and you go inwards for the answers then what happens is that that space allows for creation to come through and then you can birth that and then you can take the inspired action but I'm seeing, and I know we were having this conversation before, Joel, I'd like for you to share about your one, like some of your clients. But sometimes what happens is we can get so fixated on what someone else is doing in the comparison um, and, you know, the, all of the external stuff. And we start sort of, I call it like the train. 
Like sometimes you can be following a coach and jump on their train and then off you go down the road. But then all of a sudden you've gone to a completely different destination that was not even in any in alignment with yourself at all. And you've completely lost yourself. And that's what happened for me. Um, so I think it's really important that we understand that like our own inner voice and own inner knowing is unique to us. And that's why God created us this way. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I love Jesus, right? Like I'm a big <laughs> Jesus fan. And if, if you'd actually look at the character of Christ, this is a great example. He is the full embodiment of feminine and masculine, like to be on mission, right? Discipline, showing up, man of the people, leader, willing to sacrifice, go all the way, but also on top of it, compassionate, nurturing, understanding, right? Allowing for the feelings and the emotions to come in, right? That intuitive, like that. It's full integration. And I see that as a really great standard to live by. Maybe you don't feel like you subscribe to any religion. By the way, I don't either. I'm not a religious person. I have a relationship with God, which is different. But you know, maybe you don't even look at that. Maybe you haven't even read the scriptures. But I would challenge you to look at like, have a look at this, this character of even Christ mm-hmm. and see like, what are the standards that he lived by? That if you were to even for a week, just strive to live in those and embody those virtues, like just notice the difference. And then even more, I'd say, see what you feel uncomfortable with. Like, for example, I didn't know that I was only operating at like 50 or 60%. I think anyone that's on here right now on this podcast and even you, Steph, too, like we want to be able to play at like at least 90 to 95% uh, at least, you know. And if we're only just playing in one type of energy, then we're not really tapping into the other power that's available there. And I remember I started creating stories around what it meant to be feminine and I had it all screwed up. I got to be honest with you, like the wounded feminine, like the unhealthy wounded feminine is victim, powerless, weakness, manipulation, withholding, neediness, codependency, oversensitivity, and over-emotional. That's the, the wounded feminine, but the wounded masculine is perpetrator, abuse of power, dominance, aggression, control, competitive, confrontational, uh, criticism, abuse, avoidance, unsupportive, and unstable. These are all really mm-hmm. heavy words, right? And heavy actions. And usually if you hear someone in a relationship, they say, oh, you know, that person's toxic. It's probably because they're expressing wounded traits. Yeah. And I used to have this neediness that used to come in because I, of my attachment style of anxious attached. And I used to feel just like shameful about myself. I didn't know why I was being needy. And so my way of dealing with it was to make the feminine so wrong. Like, oh, that's, you know, weak. And I didn't want anything to do with it. It was only until I healed myself and worked through those wounds that I realized like, no, that's the wounded feminine. It's, but the natural feminine is actually a, a great power that I get to tap mm. into. Is this something that you found too through your healing or, or even with your mm. clients and your students? Have you noticed that their own both of these sides of the polarity of the energies to be able to tap into once they heal more. Absolutely. And even you sharing all of that, you know, with us, I I had to sit there and I had to sit with myself and I'm like, I've been in the wounded masculine and wounded feminine, the unhealthy, unhealthy, un, un, uh, unhealthy masculine and unhealthy feminine. Like, um, and we don't realize it. And sometimes what can happen is that we're not always operating from that space but, um, you know, we can drop in and out, but it's not until you really start going deep on your own inner healing and your own trauma that you start to realize, like, we all have this sort of stuff. Um, and once you're on the journey, you're on the journey to be able to, to shift it. But I, I do agree, like, um, you know, I feel like as a feminine, like for me growing up, um, 
I was shining my light and I didn't realise it at the time, like, you know, singing and, and bands and being on TV and being on radio, all of those sorts of things. And I didn't realise as a young girl in high school, I got severely bullied and I realise that now it was to try and dim my light. And they did, they did dim my light and it's only now that I feel like I'm finally coming back stronger. But there is a part of you that when you are in your feminine essence, like if you think about a woman who is fully in her feminine essence and embodiment like someone like an Elena Cardone or someone like a Sage Robbins you know like we're talking about Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins's wives just because they're quite prominent they might be an easy one for you to remember but there could be someone that you know down the street or it could be your mum that's that beautiful feminine energy but embodied with the masculine they are powerful they are magnetic they are alluring they are like you know, like there is just this energy that you just, you can't fake it. You're like a magnet. There's like a magnetism. And for so long, I didn't feel safe shining that light like that. Um, And I know many of my clients have been through a similar thing where you kind of like turn down your brightness because you, it doesn't feel safe because of maybe things that have happened in the past for you. Um, Like you can be in a relationship with someone as well that, um, also is triggered you know relationships are great for triggering right they help you to heal I always say if it triggers you heal it there's something in there like and we get triggered all the time but so many people um don't like to have those courageous conversations but I'm like let's get in and get that done (laughs) yeah there you go there you go well and this is the thing too I think is a really big lie Uh, with somewhere in culture bracketed confidence is a masculine thing and it's not confidence is available Mm -hmm. as an umbrella basically on both sides you know like i think somebody that is creative and that is allowing themselves to step into the emotion and the feeling of something that can be understanding and show up and surrender to have that radiance to me that's confidence but there's something imprinted in culture i think it happened maybe like 10 or 20 years back it just got kind of imprinted and everyone just bought into it that confidence means that you're just fully focused and you're you're praised by all these people for your achievements. And with that, there comes like this great responsibility, which obviously responsibility is a masculine term, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that you can't develop great value in this world by also introducing the feminine traits as well. And like, honestly, all I can say is my life has improved even more Mm -hmm. Once I healed the wounded feminine and the masculine, and obviously we're, there's still fragments with everybody. You're mm-hmm. never going to fully mm-hmm. heal everything. And that's fine. Like, let's just keep going. Right. But uh, I do notice that when I work, especially with women that end up healing these aspects, they're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was like denying myself from really stepping into my natural energy that was there because there's so much value in it, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Like what, what kind of exercises could we do or any sort of like tools or frameworks? Do you have anything that you do as like a routine or something you brought into your structure or implemented mm. that keeps you on track with just centering your, your feminine and masculine that we can, uh, if we were to pull yeah. a pattern and pen out, like what can we take notes on? I, I'm going to share that with you. So I want to come back to that in one sec, but I want to take one step back yep. to share about... A lot of, and I'm making an assumption here, but there are a lot of women who are entrepreneurs who have especially started in their masculine energy. And I want to share with you that if you are in that place right now, please know that you're not alone 
and that you're not going crazy and that there is an easier way. That's the first thing. So we want to acknowledge wherever you are on your journey. Um, I think a big thing is that the way that the world has operated a lot from has been predominantly masculine and success in inverted commas has been hustle, force, you know, push, make it happen, ignore the body, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, and I know you've been through this, Joel, is you will burn out. You will burn out. Like there will come a point where your health is deteriorating. I went through adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue. I literally thought I was going to die. I had heart palpitations. My heart rate was dropping to below 30 at night. Like it was wild. It was wild. And I was like, I really need to wake up and pay, like, you know, pay some attention here. And I'm so grateful that I went through that experience for what was on the other side. And I knew what was going to be on the other side. But my God, there was so much resistance because for all of my life, I'm almost 34 now, all of my life, I operated predominantly out of the masculine because that's what I. I knew was acceptable. And I just want to share if you're going through this transition of what has to happen is you kind of have to break down your old beliefs. So you kind of go into no man's land. It's a bit like imagine being a caterpillar and then you go into the cocoon and it's really dark and it's really mushy and you can't see like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, hello, Kui, am I the only one here? Does anyone hear me? You're feeling isolated. <laughs> you're feeling alone. You're so kind of like, kind of like quarantine during <laughs> <Yeah>. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened for me during for quarantine. For some, right? It, it was wild, and it's like when you're going through it. Like the the piece that I wanted to share is, you kind of do break down your identity. So my identity was, I am a high achiever. Anything I put my mind to, I can achieve. I am successful, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's nothing wrong with those things, but sometimes. Those things actually do come a pl- come from a place of our ego, our lower self. Um, and to get really to the space of us being in our natural masculine and natural feminine, or you can call it your divine masculine, your divine feminine, and coming more from heart and soul, sometimes it's a bit like Tetris. What got you to one place is not going to get you to the next place. And so you kind of like have beliefs that get you to a certain place. Then you have to unlock those, go into the mush, and then you got to find new beliefs to get you to the next place. So that's just what I really wanted to share around that because I think there are so many women who feel so alone and isolated and in the personal development space especially, you know the thing. You know that you need to get up and make it happen. You know that logically. But sometimes on a physical level or an emotional level, you're like, it's just not happening. And then you're like, but why? And then there's shame or there's guilt around why is this happening to me? Like I know I felt so much shame and so much guilt because I was so successful, but I was like, I can't make the thing happen. And I'm like, I've got all these people saying, just do the thing. And I'm like, but I just can't. And it was because I wasn't meant to in that moment. So I also believe we go through the different seasons of life. And if you're going through winter, which means you're going through inner transformation, you need to give yourself some grace. Mm. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. You, I don't know. I think you and I talked, this is a couple of years back. I, I hit a wall. I had adrenal fatigue mm. as well. We, I think we had it around a similar time. Mm. And um, what I did was I was pushing so hard in the masculine. I was like launching programs. We had events that we were doing. I was coaching back to back. It was start of the whole you know, pandemic. And I had a lot of people that were experiencing a lot of heaviness. And so what I was doing is I was coaching. Then I wasn't shaking off after the session. I was just going in back to back. 
And, you know, if you're a coach, you, you could probably resonate with this. Like sometimes we can take on, even if we don't think we are on an unconscious level, the, some of the, what feels like burdens from time to time start to carry onto our shoulders because we're thinking about our clients and like trying to work out and problem solve and it feels really heavy. And plus all, <clears throat> all the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, if you're paying attention mm. to that and you're not giving yourself enough breaks, you can burn out. And I remember what I did, Steph, bad move. If you listen to mine, don't do this. I started upping my coffee because <laughs> I was like, the coffee will get me in my focus. The coffee will get me into my discipline. The coffee will give me that inner strength. And, and it was like I was trying to like take a loan out for more masculine energy rather than allowing for myself to go into a feminine space or even just to chill in the center space and yeah. allow for my body to replenish and rejuvenate. Instead, I kept trying to squeeze out drops that were no longer there. And if you actually have a look at an x-ray of an adrenal gland, it, when, you, when you've drunk way too much coffee and squeezed your adrenals out, your adrenal glands go from like a 50 cent piece down to a tiny little like raisin, like a sultana. It's nuts. And it, like, it literally means there's no adrenal fluid left. Like your body needs to replenish it. And so that's when people get to like six or seven cups of coffee to try and get through the day. So it's nuts, but we do these do things. Do not do that. <laughs> so obsessed with the vision. We're so obsessed with the goals. We're so obsessed with the identity. Yeah. We're so obsessed with like trying to keep up at the same pace. And sometimes we need to oscillate, right? Mm. It, like in that, I, like I feel like we're starting to understand so much more about health. And the thing is, health is wealth, right? If we don't have our health, like all the clients that we have in the world, all anything that we have is not going to matter. So it's like we need to realize that it's important for us to value ourselves. But linking back into the things that the practices, I guess, that have served me um, that I believe would also support any of you listening. Um, I, I also wanted to share like you, if you are operating a lot more from the wounded or unhealthy masculine and feminine, Let's say you've previously operated more out of the masculine. We're just using that as an example, or it could be the feminine. You're one, you're over too far on one side of a pendulum. So imagine just like being over one side of a pendulum, which I was with masculine. I'll just use this as the example. But then what happened is I went so far over the other side to the feminine. And then I just stopped doing everything. But then that didn't feel good either because I was like, well, who am I? What have I become? And then eventually you kind of like, you're able to like, you know, uh, embody it and, and, the pendulum swing gets less and less and less more extreme, but it does kind of happen for a while. And then you're able to have that more of a balance, right? And you're still going to have times in life where you're unbalanced, you know, when you're launching something or growing something, like we've got to realize that that is going to happen too at times, but having the awareness and the wisdom is, is going to set you up for success for longer. Um, the main thing for me as a, as a feminine woman, I feel like that's the first time I've actually ever called myself that. That's so amazing. I'm just excited about that. Um, <laughs> I would, <laughs> I've always operated so much out of the other thing, um, the other one. But um, definitely yin yoga. Like I, I, you know, like Joel, I was having a pre-workout every day, working out six to seven days a week, not stretching, in sales. Like it was wild. Like no wonder my adrenals like shot themselves. Um, so yin yoga that brings you back to your beingness. It's so soulful for your heart. Like you connect in with spirit or like your creator or God, like whatever you spiritually believe in, you know, is amazing. Whatever that relationship is to you. Um, the other thing is um, walking, you know, like going and watching the sunrise, something so simple and soulful, like 
watching this amazing sun that like constantly is just comes up for us every single day, like that fills your soul. And that also links in with, with stillness, right? It's, it's a bit of a harder practice for many of us. And I feel like it's one that comes later, but um, I would challenge you to do like a stillness practice for five days. That's, you know, you sit tonight for five minutes and then tomorrow night it's 10, the next night, 15, 20, 25. But the time you get to 20, 25, 30 minutes, you do drop in a lot of the beginning parts, a lot of chatter, but being able to have that stillness, you know, if you were able to do this right now, like if you were just for one moment to stop, And then just take a breath in if you count for three breaths in. So you count like one, two, three, hold. If you focus on that gap and then you breathe out for three, one, two, three, hold. That gap in between those breaths is like your consciousness. Like you have a body, you have a heart, you have a mind, but you are the consciousness behind the, the body, that you are the being behind it. But sometimes we can get so caught up believing that we are the physical body. I'm not sure if I'm going too deep here, but we're going there. Uh, I feel like there's a, there's, a, there's a message on my heart right now, but we have a physical body, we have a mind, we have a heart, and we have a spirit, and, and we are the consciousness behind that. And sometimes we can get so caught up trying to, to, to be the body or be the mind that we we lose track of really who we are and just being able to just do those three conscious breaths, three in, hold for three, out for three, hold for three, three times brings you straight back into presence. Mm. Powerful. There's a little pause, right, when you said breathe in, hold, and there's just that silence. And I think a lot of people don't allow themselves to just experience silence. You know, even though it may be quiet outside, your mind's still going, right? And I notice this at night. Sometimes I notice my heart rate is just a little bit higher than usual because it's when all the stuff starts to come up, you know, because during the day you can distract yourself. And if I notice this, that's when I know that I'm not either, you know, sitting in that meditation or that prayer enough, or I'm just not spending enough time in the morning to just be chill. Like if I go look at my social media first thing in the morning, I just notice by the time at the end of the day, it catches up on me. And I just notice that I started the day just in this like reactive, it, whether, we, whether we can be responsive or not, there's still the unconscious reactive towards like life and emails that come through and people calling and people needing stuff from us, especially if you're an entrepreneur right now, you know, traffic, your boss wants something, your staff members are struggling and somebody's trying to get your attention. It's just one thing after another for a lot of us, you know, so it is good to pay attention to the pause. Matthew McConaughey was on our podcast. And he did this like little pause and he's like, don't feel, don't just allow yourself to feel the fear in the pause. Like don't mm-hmm. trip on it. Like allow it to just be there and be cool with it. Cool and calm, you know? And it's true. I was like, yeah, a lot of people would struggle with that. Oh, this is, this is powerful. There's two parts here. And I feel like um, I used to hate the pause. I used to hate the pause. And I'm sure there are many women like I, I love high energy and big energy and that's my personality and I, and I love that part of myself, but I can now withhold myself and I can get excited and, and playful and, you know, crazy when I want to. But sometimes 
if you haven't felt heard, you will need to try and fill the space because you think if I don't get the thing in that I want to say, I'm not going to get my point across. And I know that that was a big thing for me. I didn't feel heard. So I would constantly try and talk really fast and get as much in so I could be heard, which that actually sometimes doesn't quite work. Um, yeah. The other thing, there was something else that you just said that was so profound. Stillness. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to share. The other thing is, you know, grounding. So how, when was the last time that you went out and just, maybe not you, Joel, but you're listening, like when was the last time that you just went on the grass, no shoes, no socks, with your feet there and just were just present and just because there is an energy that Mother Earth gives off and it is so powerful. I live on, you know, level 19 in a beautiful, you know, apartment where I'm living on the Gold Coast in Australia and I notice I love meditating and all of that sort of stuff but I can get a bit like whoop. I had someone come over recently and she's like, the energy here is so powerful and beautiful, Steph. And she's like, you need to ground. I'm like, I know. I'm like, oh, I'm off, in my, off with the fairies here. So I need, I feel it in myself and I'm like a Taurus, I'm an earth sign. I'm like, you know, we need to ground our energy. Like, you know, life is so fast paced. And if we don't cultivate that time to, to ground ourselves, like how can we serve our clients? How can we serve our team? Um, and be supportive. Like I know you were saying, Joel, first thing in the morning, checking socials. I've gotten so much better at that. And I know it's, it's. I, I hear everyone, you know, Lewis Howes, like Jay Shetty, like everyone talks about it um, where sometimes it's easy to just grab our phone in the morning, but like you need to make sure like everything, thought is energy, thought is frequency. So as soon as you open up your phone, even if you're just quickly scrolling or you're checking an email, that is thoughts already going into your mind. And then you have to vibrationally, match it's a law of attraction more thoughts that are like that are going to magnetize to it so unless you're in a place that where you've grounded your energy and you've you know cleared your mind and you're the one in control you're just going to be i call it like you know arrows shooting at you you're just going to be speared like before like it's even 6 a.m uh you need to make sure that you set yourself up so that you're feeling more grounded and certain that when things happen you can be like okay cool that thing's happening there and you can place it where it needs to go and you can detach from it. Otherwise it just magnetizes to us. And it's like, before we know it, we've just gotten out of control and it's, you know, you're distracted and you're unfocused and you're like, Oh great. I've wasted the whole day. It feels like, and how do you come back from that? Sometimes it feels hard. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. Steph, for anyone that feels like they've just realized they've been playing at 50%. If you mm -hmm. could drop in a few principles or points of focus, what can we do now to play it a hundred percent, but not sacrificing our center? Mm. Firstly, you got to stop being so hard on yourself. That's the first thing. Yeah. You've got to be kinder to yourself. That's the first thing. And accept where you're at. Where you're at is perfect right now. No matter where you were in the past, if you were ahead, behind, like. Where you are is perfect. So be kind to yourself and accept where you're at. Focus on one thing. Like, and it doesn't have to be, if you're operating at 50% and you have operated at 100 or 1,000, you can't expect yourself to jump. Like, it's like, what's that one thing that you can do that's going to shift, that's going to feel good? I think the biggest thing is coming back to yourself and, and putting your hands on your heart. I get all my clients to do this all the time. So just put your hands on your heart even right now if you're able to and just breathe into your heart. And out 
and ask yourself, like, heart, what do I need most right now? And it will give you the answer. And you can do this with your body, your mind, and your soul. Just like soul, what do I need most right now? It is always going to give you something to do do with nature. It's going to be something to do with nurturing. Like that in itself, like saved my life. So ask your heart, mind, body, and soul what it needs most right now. That's definitely what I would say. It's always going to give you what you need. You just got to listen. Be willing to ask and listen. Love this. Do you remember what I shared with you, Steph? We had a conversation uh, a little while back. There was like one thing that I was like, you get to do this. And I knew it because it was something that I had to learn myself to when it came to really just coming back. Because sometimes what happens is if you've thrown yourself so much through a loop, this goes for anyone that's listening right now, and you've gone so hard in the extreme of the masculine, or you've gone all the way to the feminine, and then you're like kind of like trying to find your feet again. There's like one thing that you get to go to that will bring things back into calibration. Do you remember what that was that, you, that I shared with you? Starts with V. Second letter is I. Third letter is S. <laughs> vision. <laughs> oh, vision. <laughs> I should know this about you. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much pressure right now. Um, vision. Yeah. No, yes. Share something about that. Yeah. So you, you share this. There's something really profound about this. I'm glad you mentioned this. Mm. Vision. So the one thing that I want to share is when I went through the, the the shift though, I lost my vision. Remember we spoke about this, right? So I had the vision before and it was like, yep, I could see it. And it was like, I knew everything. And then I went into the cocoon and everything turned to mush. And no matter how much I tried, so I want to share this with the two different people right now because there might be someone who's in the cocoon that's like no matter what I do, like the vision's just not coming. Just trust that where you're at is where you're meant to be and just to surrender and to let go. The more you can accept where you're at, the, the faster you will go through it. But it's when we create resistance around where we're at that we stay stuck. However, it's allowing yourself then when you're um, this next level version of yourself, when you've come out like the beautiful butterfly, yes, men, <laughs> come out the beautiful butterfly, <laughs> the transformation, you will start to realize, like, as an example, I was going through something and I reached out to Joel. I was like really upset. I sent him a message as a dear friend and I just said, hey, are you free to talk right now? And straight away, he's like, yeah, let's jump on the call. And straight away, just from that conversation, from me reaching out and asking for help and support, that literally, it was like, I already had had the vision, but it, it was just like, it wasn't like I fully let myself go there with it. And then just having that conversation, I was like, I already know what the thing is. And so I think that's another thing is, you know, ask for support, like reach out, ask questions. That's how Joel and I became friends like years and years ago. I reached out and just, you know, started asking questions and started asking for support. Hmm. Do it too. You know, I have even had mentors uh, in the industry that a lot of you, a lot of you would have probably read their books or watched their content or gone to their events. And even we exchange support with each other. Like I'm talking guys that I used to read their stuff and I used to think that was so huge. And then like we're sharing stages together now and, and they're like 20, 30 years older than me. And they're like, hey, Joel, what do you think about this? Or like, hey, Joel, what do you, you know, because it's good to get different perspectives. 
right? And, and it's all this like reach up, reach out and reach down. You know, I learned from my students as well, which is really cool. So yeah, the vision is huge because sometimes what we do mm. too, and a lot of high achievers will probably recognize this, is you like get to that vision, you achieve it, and then you start to feel this emptiness. It's like you haven't created the next vision or something that actually shadows the last and gets gets you into a place of excitement for creation. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I've gone way too much in the masculine for too long, mm-hmm. and I mean like when I say way too much, I mean like 80% to 90% masculine and like very little feminine. I actually start to stunt my creativity. I find that I mm. like I I am just like on repeat and being very objective and just like pumping out systemized things. But then when I allow myself to come into that creativity, I actually start to find myself getting inspired again to enhance the vision and and to upgrade the goals and like challenge my imagination. And this is why it's good to flex into different pockets to go into the feminine, into the masculine and bounce. It's like a dance, you know. Mm. And if you've got a partner think about this too because i know you know you you've gone to a lot of tony robbins events mm. and done a lot of his workshops and be mentored by him and he talks a lot about polarity and if there's too much leaning into one and not enough dance into like each other and knowing when to like sit naturally into each space it can affect your relationships too you know it mm. takes the polarity out of it and the attraction goes so yeah it's something to start paying attention to it doesn't it's not just relationship as in romantic and just business, it can come down to how you make money, how you have friendships, how you even enjoy your time when it comes to fun and adventure. I know some people that are so in the masculine, so in their business that they don't, they starve themselves from having fun and mm-hmm. expressing and enjoying, right? And it's something that I even have to pay attention to sometimes, like mm-hmm. giving myself a break. Even with you, Steph, I know that you have your like routines and you go away on your adventure. I remember you hit me up. You're like, I'm just going away for a weekend. You just want to switch up your <laughs> physical environment and just be somewhere different and like to allow for the, your imagination to go again because you were so much in hustle. And mm. uh, this is like, this is a common conversation I have with a lot of big coaches, speakers, and authors. It's not, you know, like we don't, we don't have any sort of shame sharing that like we go through all this too. It doesn't matter what level you play at. You know, it happens to everybody in the best of us. Steph, this has been so awesome. I love this conversation. Is there any sort of last principles or points that you want to drop into before we we wrap this up? Mm. Um, I I just really think that we need to be kinder to ourselves. And I think that we can be our biggest critic and we can be so hard on ourselves and like give yourself credit for where you're at, no matter where you are on your journey, like where you're at is perfect for you. We're all on our own different journeys and every person's journey is is meant to be different because we're all unique in our own way. Um, I just think the more loving that we can be to ourselves, the more compassionate we can be to ourselves, you know, the more grace that we can give to ourselves, the more we will be for others. Like we will obviously reciprocate that. So accept where you're at. No, you're not too late. You're not too early. You're not too old. You're not too young. Like where you're at is perfect for you. You will get where you desire to get and it will be 10 times, if not 100 times more than you ever desired and thought possible. But it's just like enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey, like not just the destination, you know, like success begins with the dream and the courage to follow your heart and commitment and vision makes the dream come true. But we've got to have fun and we've got to play and that's really what calls everything in. It's the joy. It's the joy. That's why we do what we do. 
Love this. Love this. Steph, how can we find you online? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I have my Facebook page, uh, sorry, my Facebook, Stephanie Z, Z-E-E, or um, I am on Instagram at Stephanie Z Coaching. You can also just give me a bit of a Google. I've got a website. Um, but yeah, feel free if you, you know, if this is speaking to you, I'm always open to just connecting on a personal level and hearing stories and just like how Joel and I, you know, connected, like, um, my door is always open. So if there's something that was profound for you, or if you have a question, please feel free to reach out. Like, um, I am just who I am right now, Steph. (laughs) That's it, Steph. I love it. Love it. Steph, we end every interview with this last question here. And this question is. If you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Breathe. Be grateful for everything that you have. Trust in yourself. Surrender. And know we are all here to raise a world's consciousness and to come from a place of love.